So check this out. We're going to start right off, all right, with the Word of God, man. And it's pretty awesome what he's getting ready to say right here. But see, here's what's going to happen, man. I'm going to read some scripture, and it's going it's to make some people mad. <laughs> Too bad. All right? It's going to make some people mad. All right? It's going to confuse some of us. Hopefully, we can clear that up. But my hope beyond all that is going to challenge us. It's going to challenge us and going to lead us. Amen? And I'm just going to read it. We'll get into it in a little bit, but I just want to just read it. Check this out, man. I'll put it up here. If you have a Bible, open it up to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Kind of start at where we left off last week. And so, Father, we just pray, Lord God, for your word. Man, we just pray, Lord God, that you help us to understand, that you help us, Lord God, to move what, wherever we're holding onto that is in the way of your word, Lord God, just making its way into our life. We are praying in the name of Christ, Lord God, that you help us just break it down, man, just, just, just get it out of the way for your glory. And that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, lead us through your word in Jesus' mighty name. It's your word. Hallelujah. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 says this, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles, we'll talk about that in a minute, all right, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among those who don't know they can know Jesus honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, <gasps> whether it be the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Check that out. Honor Everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. <laughs> told you. See, I told you. We, this, this is it, man. This is the charge. This is what we're given today, man. And here's the thing, man. You cannot just claim the title, all right, Christian, all right, Bible reader, Bible studier, praying person. You cannot claim the title of, 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 uh, of the church and, and Jesus follower, all right, without owning the position. You cannot, we cannot be, say that we are Jesus people when we refuse to own the position of a Jesus person, Amen. Come on, man. We can't. We cannot do this, man. All right? We have to. You can't just claim the title. You have to own the position. This is something we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks, man. We got to roll like this. All right? Because why? This is important right now because the world needs, the world needs to know that they can know Jesus. And at any time right now, the world needs the influence of the church, man. At any time in history, it's definitely right now. Amen. Come on, man, but we can't claim the title and not own the position. The world needs 
our influence. You cannot look at the world right now and not see somebody yelling at somebody else trying to make a point. Right? You just can't look at the world right now and not see somebody yelling at somebody just trying to make a point, man, thinking that they're influencing people. You even got dudes, man, in their basement sitting in their underwear eating a ball of fruity pebbles on Facebook trying to teach, tell people what's wrong with the world. <laughs> That's, that, that don't work, man. It's like, put some pants on. All right? Come on, man. I might listen. I don't know, man. But, but, but this, this is not how influence works. Let me ask you this, man. Who's, whose influence do you trust the most, and why do you trust it? Think about that. I don't have to answer. I was wondering you to think about it. Whose influence do you trust the most right now, and why do you trust it? Why do you trust that influence, the influence of that person? And why, man? Why should people trust your influence? Why should they trust yours, man? Think about that. My brother came down uh, last week. Right? We've, uh, he's my brother from another mother. All right, my brother from another mother. All right. And so we've known each other for over 33 years, man. He knew, we knew each other back in the day when it was like, when you didn't want to know us or that kind of life, all right? And, um, and it was crazy because, you know, we were, when we were caught up, you guys know my story, we were caught up in the drug life and scenes going in and out of prison and stuff like that and stuff. And then he got out of it, like, he, and then just, and he's been, he's been drug-free 28 years, man. You know, he's just he's clean. Yeah, 28 years. All right, and it's amazing, man. And so, you know, he got out of it three years before I did. All right, and I mean, I really am trying to stop using drugs right now. But anyways, um, just kidding, just kidding. Because like, I knew it. I knew there was something. No, 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 no. I got out of it 25 years ago. He got out three years before me, man, and was always trying to like, you know, he, he would he would bail me out of jail. He would, you know, try to leave me, and I just wasn't having it. A few years later, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, man, hardcore. All right, and God, you know, Jesus changed everything, right? But it's like, check this out, 28 years, you know, clean and sober, man. And, and then so, so when he talks about sobriety, I listen, all right? I listen to that influence. I listen for that influence. Homeboy's owned his own business, man. He started his business from the ground up 20 years ago, about 20 years ago in Silicon Valley, all right, and, and he and he's been went through all the struggles. Right now, he currently owns this this business, just just rocking it out. He he has like maybe seventy or eighty employees working for him, and that's a big deal in Silicon Valley. And so, when this guy talks about business and structure, guess what? I listen. His influence. I don't know if you saw the homeboy man, but he is rocked. All right. He's rocked. I mean, he's just, I'm like, I'm like trying to find some fat on him, and it just ain't happening. I'm like, I know there's something there somewhere. I turned around. Hey, no, anyways. All right, sorry. Sorry, pretend I didn't do that. All right, but anyways. Um, but he's rocked, man. And he's just like totally, you know, he studies Krav Maga, all this other stuff, man. And uh, real good diet. And so when he talks about fitness, guess what, man? I am leaning in. Until he told me, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to work on your diet. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I had a peanut butter cookie in my hand when he was telling me this. <laughs> He's like, no sugar, <laughs> no dairy, uh, no bread. He goes, try just doing that for a little while. So I'm trying it. I mean, it's, it's working all right. But anyways, the guy has influence, man. Because why? Because, because Homo doesn't just claim these titles, man. He owns the positions. He owns the positions, man. So I trust him. 
So obviously today we're talking about influence. I want to talk about influence. And I want to talk about the influence that we have today. And I want to tell you here, the leadership of the church takes the influence that God has given us very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. God has given us influence in this community, on this White Mountain, in this state, and actually is starting to give us, believe it or not, I mean, I'm just, true, well, you, some of you already know, influence across the world. It's crazy, the influence he's given us. I don't know if you remember, but, but it was, I don't know how many years ago, Pam would know better than me, uh, of how, when, when, when the uh, when Navajo County Court invited us into the courtroom, all right, into the courtroom, not only to just sit in there, but also to lead in the courtroom. Who does that with the church? All right, the influence that God has given us. We're in the court every week. All right, it's pretty crazy. All right, I don't know about this, but this is pretty cool influence. I mean, we were looking to buy a building for the recenter, and there was this building down the road appraised at $800,000, all right? The guy told us, he saw what we were doing in the community. He says, I'll give it to you for $500,000. We said, how about four fifty? dollars He said, all right, we'll give it to you for four fifty. dollars We'll say, cool, we'll take it, but we ain't got no money right now. <laughs> but we want to move in and start renovating and getting ready. He said, okay, we'll pay you within the year. All right, that's the influence that God has given us. Praise the Lord, amen. We are holding a worship service in a public school right now. That just doesn't happen. I've been talking to people, man, really around the country. And I talked to big church leaders and stuff. I was in Florida a while back, and I was talking to, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Greg Rochelle telling him about this. He's like, dude, do you know that doesn't happen? And I think we've been doing it for so long. We're like, oh, we kind of forgot. <laughs> that doesn't happen. All right, this is the influence that God has given the church. We take it very, very seriously. Got some new news for you. Going to freak you out. And I can't give you everything yet because we don't know everything. But, but Pam, our recenter leader, basically, um, she just runs the whole town. And pretty much um, Danielle, who's starting our prisoner reentry program. All right, they were in Holbrook the other day at the jail. They were doing something. I don't know. And um, I forgot what you guys were doing. But anyways, I'm messing it all up. <laughs> the jail people, the public defender's office wants to give us an office up there on the jail property. So when people get out of jail, they come and see us as one of the first stops. Woo, praise the Lord, amen. Come on, that deserves way more than that, man. That's a big deal. That just doesn't happen. That's insane. And there's way more to come. I haven't even told you the most of it because it's going to get crazy, man. They wanted us to start work. Uh, Danielle, they want to give her an officer like tomorrow and start working now. It's pretty crazy, man, but it's awesome. Uh, and so, 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 so I want to ask you a question. How could we, the Jesus people, how could we, the church, be more influential in times that need, like right now, that need our influence? How can we be more influential? And I want you to, to, to consider these things right now. Influence begins with the person behind the influence, amen? Influence begins with the person behind the influence. So if you have any influence, it began with the person, you, behind the influence. And if we live, here's what I was gonna challenge you with today. If we live influential, if we live influential, we will be influential, all right? I just wanna share that with you. So yes, where do I start? I'm moving a little quick because I got a lot. I don't want to leave anything out. All right, I'm moving real quick. Where do we start? Where do we always start? Where do we always start? With who? With who? With Jesus. 
right? We start with Jesus because he is, he is our shield. He is, he is the one who already went in front of us. He's the one who's already there. And so we start with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. We start with that, with that, with that crazy, this, 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 this person, all right, of history and of presence, all right, of, 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 of the today presence, this person who was born in this obscure little off the map town, born to a little peasant woman who nobody knew, grew up in another off the map town, all right, it's kind of crazy, all right, and then he started preaching for three years about this crazy kingdom in which he was the king, all right, and it started with that, and, and it's crazy because you know what, here's what's about Jesus, he never wrote a book, Right? He never wrote a book. He, he never uh, held an office. He never even owned a home or had a family. He never went to college. He never visited, visited any major city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from his hometown. All right? He, he, he didn't do anything that actually would, that you, anyone would consider that accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself and his dad. <laughs> All right? He was only 33 years old when the whole, when the public opinion, man, the tide of public opinion just turned on him. One of his friends turned him in. The rest of his friends abandoned him. One of them actually denied that he ever knew him. He was turned over to his enemies. And for some reason, everybody in power wanted him dead. He was nailed to a cross. He was buried in a tomb, man, because, you know, well, while he was nailed to the cross, crazy, man, they gambled for the only property he had, his clothes. He couldn't afford a tomb. He didn't even think, you know, I, mean, I don't know what the deal was, but, but they gave him one. Somebody let him, just say, hey, you can have this one, donated it to the cause. And then three days later, he got up, just like he said he would. He got out of the grave. He got up. He's alive. And you know what? And that's it. Now, I'm telling you right now, that's the big deal because I don't know about you, man. Anybody that comes along and says, guess what? I'm going to die here pretty soon, pretty brutal death. Well, I may be dead for about three days, but then I'm going to get up. All right? Anybody can pull that off? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, man. You know what I mean? That's what he did. And it's crazy. 21, 21 centuries have come and gone, all right? And today he is still the central, most influential person in the human race, yeah. all right? And just check this out. All the armies that have, that have ever fought and marched, all the navies that have ever set sail, all right? All the kings that have ever reigned, you put them all together, not one of them has affected the, the, the life of mankind on this earth as much as that one solitary life. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Jesus was and is the, um, the most influential person that ever lived. Even Gandhi. Check out, check out Gandhi. Here's what Gandhi said. Because you're a Gandhi. You're, man, what did Gandhi say about this? Okay, just in case you're asking. All right? <laughs> Gandhi says this, this is a man who was completely innocent, offered himself as a sacrifice for the good of others, including his enemies, and became the ransom of the world. It was a perfect act. This is Gandhi, right? I know it's tripping me out too. And here's, he gives a message to the church. Gandhi says this. He says, live like Jesus did and the world will listen. Hmm, interesting. You're like, if Gandhi didn't say that, I'd probably like it a lot. No, 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 no. That's a real deal. Live like Jesus and the world will listen. It's influential life. 
Check out Napoleon. Napoleon said this about Gandhi. About Gandhi. Yeah. Here's what Napoleon said about Gandhi, talking about Jesus. No, Napoleon said this about Jesus. He says, I know men. Here's Napoleon, 1814. All right, he's saying this. I know men. I will tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there's no possible term of comparison. Alexander the Great, the Caesars, Charlemagne, and myself, we all founded empires. But how did we find our empires? We found them on, on, you know, on force. Jesus Christ founded an empire on love. And at this hour, he says this in 1814, 1814 years later, after Jesus died and was resurrected, he says, at this hour, millions will give their life for him in a moment's notice. Einstein, who is a Jew, said this. He says, I am a Jew. Here's what Einstein says. I'm a Jew, but I'm enthralled by this luminous figure of the Nazarene. Jesus is too colossal for the pen and phrase mongers or for somebody sitting in their basin eating fruity pebbles in their underwear. He says, however artful, no one can read the Gospels without feeling the actual presence of Jesus. If Jesus is the most influential person, all right, that ever lived, what does that make us as followers, as church? You see, one life, one life that serves on purpose, that sacrifices and serves on purpose for the benefit of others is an attractive life and even a very influential life. But lives that collectively sacrifice and serve for the benefit of others is extremely attractive and totally influential. This is why I believe, you know what I mean? Peter gives us his words in his letter. Here's what I think, man, because when, when a Jesus person, all right, when a Jesus person doesn't own the position of leader and influencer, he or she is actually claiming all right, that Christ isn't worth anybody else's time. And in effect, the church has no influence. And I believe that this is why Peter gives us this letter, this next part of the letter. He's literally telling us right here, own the influence. Why? Because we cannot just claim the title and not own the position. First Peter chapter two, verse 11, he says this, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles, people who are just like passing through, man, we're, we're, we're here, I, we know our home, all right, is not, this is not our, our eternal place. We have a place and, and we know that we will be there someday. If we've given our life to Christ, then we are his. And people go, well, what about the people that don't? And I believe sometimes in my limited understanding and way of reasoning, I just kind of think sometimes if you you spend your whole life not wanting to know God, why would he make you know him for eternity? He gives you an option. He says, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. We talked about that last week. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, among those who don't know that they can know Jesus, so that when they do speak against you as evildoers, they're gonna see your works and the things that you do. And they're going to say, man, there's no way this person, this, is, this has got to be a God thing. First Peter chapter 2, verse 13 says, and this is where it gets crazy, and this is where we kind of might get him confused because it's kind of confusing. It says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it's to the empire, emperor, emperor, 
as supreme, or to the governors, or sent to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. Check out verse 13 again. Be subject, be submissive for the Lord's sake to what's happening. He says this at a time where things were really, really crazy. I don't know if you ever studied or learned about anything about the emperors or the, the Caesars through the times of Christ and the, and the, and the, and the church, but it's crazy. Before Christ was born, uh, you know, there was, uh, I think it was Julius Caesar, who you know, called himself a god. And when he had died, people would say, yeah, there's Julius. They saw, I think they saw a comment, Haley's comment or something like that. And they said, yeah, that's Julius Caesar. He's ascending to heaven. Augustus Caesar came along and he started this propaganda, started putting out propaganda that said, Augustus Caesar is Lord and there is no other name under heaven and earth which can pay, people can be saved. That was Augustus. He was the Caesar at the time of Jesus' birth. Tiberius was the Caesar during the life of Christ, and after Tiberius was Claudius. Claudius was the Caesar during, or not Claudius, I'm sorry, Caligula was the Caesar during the time of the church, the beginning of the church, where Peter, he, he knew, that he, he was front page news, what's going on with these Caesars. You know, Caligula was known for, um, for, for, for uh, just, uh, he would sleep with other men's wives and let everybody know that he was doing it. Um, he was just, he was pretty horrible with money and spent a lot of the, of the empire's money on just reckless spending. One time he was at a, at, at a game, this is recorded history, he was at, he was at these games, all right, uh, that they would hold in this arena, and he got bored. So he told his guard to go and take a, a, a portion of the, of the audience and throw them into the arena and let them be eaten by, anim by wild animals. This was the emperor at the time of the beginning of the church. At the time of this writing, the emperor was Nero. At the time that he wrote this letter and it was being read, the emperor was Nero. I don't know if you ever know anything about Nero. He kind of started off kind of cool, but, but like kind of flipped on a dime. I think he killed his own mom, killed his cousin. He, um, he uh, started a fire in Rome, or not him, but he had a, a fire started in Rome uh, and burned a big chunk of Rome and then blamed the Christians for the fire. You see, he brought that property. He wanted to build a new palace. And, he, and, he did, and this is how he's going to get it done. I'll start a fire. Um, we'll blame the, the Christians. And while they're taking the heat, I'll build my new palace. And that's what he did. And they had a bunch of Christians killed because of that. And, and he's saying, well, you'd be subject. This is crazy, the context, right? Nero also would have this thing, these races called Nero's Circus. And the way he would light, because they didn't have like light, good lighting at night, you know what I mean? So they'd light a lot of fires. You know, the fires they used for, for fuel? Christians, put them on sticks, boom, 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 lit them up. All right, now we can see the races. He outlawed, Nero was the one who outlawed Christianity at the time of service. And, and, and Paul, Peter, you're like, wait a second. He's writing this letter, man, at the time that this governor was no friend. The governor and the emperor were no friend to the Christians, but he recognized that, now check this out, all right? Here's our, but he recognized that there, was, there can be no authority outside the will of God because God is sovereign. God is almighty, all right? And there is no, and so there's nothing on earth that is happening where God was going, oh, I can't believe that just happened. Real quick, I don't want to make this a political statement. You're like, oh, crud, here we go. No, 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 no. You know I don't talk like that up here, man. That's not what this platform's for. 
And I will tell you, man, we don't have to wait and see if whatever, who has ever a president, we don't have to wait and see if their kid's going to be a great leader because it's not a dynasty. It's not a, it's not a dictatorship. You're like, oh, yeah, it is. Well, go live in North Korea and tell me if there's a difference. Anyways, all right. We have an opportunity, and it's coming up here in a couple months, to say something, man, to do something. To, and it's just a, it's a vote, man. Just do it. We have that opportunity, man. Go handle it. I know a lot of people who don't have a right to vote right now, and man, they wish they could. And yet there's a lot of people who do have the right, and then they're going to complain about the emperor. Or the emperor. The, you know, the other person. The thing. All right. So. But he tells us to be subject for the Lord's sake. Why do we have to be subject? Man, when, first of all, we recognize there's no God is sovereign. And no matter what, he wins, man. That's all there is to it. So why be subject? For influence. I believe Peter had to be thinking about a couple of times that he was with Jesus. One incident in Matthew chapter 17, you don't have to turn there. Another one in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 17, somebody comes up to him and has asked him, does your, does your, does your, does your uh, teacher, somebody came up to Peter uh, and said, then does your, does your teacher teach or give the temple tax? Does he pay for the temple tax? And the temple tax was, was a Jewish thing that was taking place. Under Roman rule, but this Jewish, you know, little Jewish society, they're allowed to do a couple of things on their own. And, so, and, the, and this person comes to Peter and goes, hey man, does Jesus, does he pay the temple tax? And he goes, oh uh, yeah. And he didn't know, man, but he went and talked to Jesus and Jesus goes, let me ask you this. Who's the tax for? Does the emperor ask for the tax for the son or for the people? He taxes the people, not his own son. Apparently, okay, good. And we're recognizing God is sovereign? Yes. So God is not taxing his own kids, but he says, just so we don't offend anybody, Jesus actually said these words in Matthew chapter 17. Just so we don't offend anybody, we're going to pay the tax. He actually says here, he gave him some coins. He's, or uh, I think he went fishing and found some coins in him fish's mouth. Let's try that this weekend. All right? And, uh, and, and, and he paid the tax. He goes, here, man, why don't you go pay for yourself and go pay for me as well? And, and, you know, and it was crazy because he said, look at we're, we're just submitting and we don't have to, but we were submitting, man, for, for influence sake. I think Jesus is saying, we're, we're, we'll pay just so not to set a bad example. He said, let's do our thing, man, our duty. Well, they, and we're going to go beyond our duty. And we're going to show others what, what basically they ought to live. And this is the example. This is the position as men and women of God that we need to own for influence for the influence of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 22, they were asking again, Jesus again about, about you know, taxes. Should, you know, is it right for, now, now they're talking about the Roman tax. Is it right for us as Jews to, to, to pay the Roman tax? And Jesus goes, give me, give me a coin. Give me a coin. And he gave him a coin. He goes, Who's, whose picture is that on the coin? They said, well, that's Caesar's. He said, well, give Caesar what's his. But give to God what's his. So in other words, whose image is on you? <laughs> Give to God what's his, amen. He's talking about influence. But okay, wait, 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 wait. How far do we go? All right, because, you know, you know Nero actually outlawed Christianity, remember? So does that mean we can't be Christians anymore because we're going to obey this word right here? We have to put it in, uh, in you know, in... Um, in context, we have to look at the, the rest of the scripture because Peter also was brought before the authorities and was told not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus. 
And Peter told him, man, and I think it was Acts chapter four, he goes, you know what? Whether it's right to serve you or to obey you or to obey God, you choose, man. You choose what's the right thing to do. So where do we draw the line? I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, man, you know, and I told you this before, when they say that we can no longer be followers of Christ, stop me. Try and stop me. Try and stop me. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to chop off my head. For, I don't care what, I ain't going to get all weird with all that. But I'm just saying, when they, when they try to, when, 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 when they're trying to outlaw our relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, that's a problem. When they're saying, I can't talk about Jesus, I'm sorry, I cannot shut up about Jesus. You know what I mean? I can't. I told you before, man, when we, we talked back in February, I thought it'd be weird, man. I actually thought it would be kind of cool if they said we couldn't gather as a church. And some people said, man, see what happened? And then, you know, March came along and they said, hey, you can't gather as a church. All right? And so, but, but you know what? We still, we didn't stop being the church, did we? I mean, in fact, the church gained some, some momentum, man. And we were doing burnouts in this community, man, just for the cause of Christ, man. Not literally, but you know what I'm talking about? You know, we were just kind of making some really, really strong moves and it was amazing. How far do we go? Where do we draw the line? We obey always until we're commanded to sin. That's my, that's my filter. I will obey always until I am commanded to sin by the law. When they tell me I have to sin, sorry, I will not sin. So you know, that, that's, that's where we draw the line. We're not going to sacrifice influence to make a point, right? That's not what we're not going to do. We're not going to sacrifice our influence just to go out there and make a point. And that's happening a lot when I say you look in the, in the news and you see people and just yelling at people, man, or look at the world today and people are yelling at people just to make a point. And I don't think any point's getting across. When you think about getting in an argument with your kids or your spouse and the volume starts to go up and up and up, is anything getting accomplished? No. Uh, actually, one thing, you're losing influence. You're sacrificing influence just to make a point. Live influential and you will be influential. Amen? Because you cannot claim the title and not own this position. He tells us in verse 15, for this is the will of God. This is, now when you see that phrase in the scriptures, pay attention. You should pay attention to all the scriptures. But this is the will of God, that by doing good, that we're to do good, all right, that you'll put to silence the ignorance of foolish people to live influential and you'll be influential. He says, live as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. And we know, I don't need to go into detail, you've seen this, you've watched this happen, right? You know what I mean? <clears throat> you know, people are, you know, they, they look good on the outside, but inside they're just a bunch of, you know, it's crazy. He says, live as, as, as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover for evil, but living as servants of God. Living as servants of God. And he says, so, so, so there's kind of a, a mix-up going on right there. Wait a second, be subject to an evil emperor, this is back in the day, Nero, but, but, but live as free people who are not actually free physically or, you know, it doesn't look free. So wait a second, how does that all work? I'm sorry, I gotta tell you another jail story. Um, you know what I mean? But, you know, but this is just the best way I can figure it out because when I gave my life to Christ, all right, um, it was in 1995. 
I gave my life completely to Christ and I was in jail again, all right? Um, but this time it was different. This time the walls, man, it was, there's no big deal. I mean, you can put me in the smallest little room. I freak out on um, little rooms today, but I mean, you, you put me in a little old room, man, and stuff, and I was with Jesus. It didn't matter. I wasn't alone. And somebody walked up to me one day, man, and it tripped me out and made me think about this. He walked up to me and he goes, hey, man, he goes, um, he goes, I want what you got. And I was like, um, <laughs> sorry, you picked the wrong guy, man. You know, if you're going to rob somebody, you pick somebody who has something in his pocket. I don't got anything. And he's like, he goes, no, 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 I want. He goes, when I look at you, he says, you're, you're not here like the rest of us. And I started to get what he was talking about. I wanted to pursue a little bar. I said, what are you talking about, dude? I'm totally here. There's bars. There's, there's locked doors. I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you have a look uh, on your face and the way you talk. Like, you're just totally free. You're not locked up. And I says, I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm totally not. I'm totally free. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like really not locked up, man. It's just crazy. And I said, because I've given my life to Christ and no matter who thinks they're in charge of me, he is the only one I serve. And for his glory, I serve. And for his glory, I live. And for his glory, I will die. Amen. And so that is it, man. And so, and that's the best way I can say, you know, sum that up. Live as people who are free, but don't use your freedom as a cover up for evil. In other words, hey, I'm starting to get some attention now. People are starting to pay attention. Ooh, I could probably get some stuff or some things or do some stuff or, you know, and it's just not, that's not it, man. Our freedom is for the glory of Jesus Christ, all right? Our influence begins with Christ. Our influence was filled with Christ and we will die being influencers for Jesus Christ, amen? Because right now, this world needs Jesus more than it needs you or me, amen? Praise the Lord. There we go. I guess we could stop right there. <laughs> well, I want you to think about something because I want you to, we need something to do and you got to do something. So check this out. Look at verse 17. Here's what you need to do. Honor. Everywhere. I mean, in the, mix, in the midst of all this, you got you to you own the position. And we've been saying that. We're like, okay, what does it look like to own the position? To give your life completely to Christ, what does it look like? And this is just a summary. Honor everyone. Number one, here are four things I want you to take. And leave that, oh wait, no, no, I actually have the four things I want to show you. So we're going to honor everyone, <laughs> go back, I'm sorry, all right? Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. Those are four things, and we're going to do that in four different ways I just want to share with you really quickly. Number one, honor everyone, all right? What would it look like to begin with grace? I was talking to a brother of mine and we were praying, like I was in Walmart parking lot. He was in Tucson and we were on the phone and he was, he just challenged me with something. He says, you know what? He goes, I believe God is challenging me to just begin every conversation, every acquaintance, every interaction with people with grace. What does it look like for us to begin with grace? begin that. I, even though you may know you, I'm totally right on this one. You're totally wrong. Boom. Instead of coming in with all that ammo, 
What does it look like to begin with grace and just honor someone? Well, they don't deserve it. Well, do you? Honor everyone. Begin with grace. And I want to challenge you, just a little side note. Um, what would it look like for you to smile more? <laughs> to smile more. I'm guilty I, because I don't wear my glasses and I can't see real far. And I've told you this before. My wife thinks I'm mad dogging everybody. And I'm just trying to see who they are. All right? So I'm going to do this now. You know what I mean? I'll smile while I'm trying to see who you are. That's even worse, isn't it? Forget that. That's worse. All right? Begin with grace, man. Start with grace. Start the day with grace. Start, start when you see people. Start with grace. That person who cuts you off, start with grace. Do that sign instead. You have that other signal you throw up? Don't throw that signal. Go like this. I, Jesus, love you. All right, keep your hands on the wheel. But anyways, honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Make yourself available. There are people in this room, people in this fellowship, people who love Jesus, who need you right now. They need you. Make yourself available for them. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood and fear God. Worship always. Always worship. Can you wake up worshiping? What does that mean? Just start talking to Jesus, man. Just start telling him, man, I'm so glad you're here. Because, man, if you were not here when I wake up, man, that is going to be messed up. Right? Worship always. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Here's your favorite. Honor the emperor. We don't have an emperor, but we can translate. Man, can you pray for your leaders? Oh, it's not my leader. Come on. Let's just pray for the leaders then that are out there. I'm telling you something that we are already commanded to do in Scripture. It's in 1 Timothy. I believe 1 or 2 Timothy, one of the two, right? Pray for your leaders. What would it look like this week if you began with grace, made yourself available, worshiped the whole time, and prayed for your leaders? Man, if we could put aside everything else that we think has to rise above that, we would change the world. Just this, this, this room right here. Change the world for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen? Do something. Do something. Let's sing. Come on.